Welcome to Cincinnati Foodies, a new community podcast talking all things food in the greater Cincinnati area. Subscribe to our channel for quick 15 to 20 minute bi-weekly updates on restaurant openings, closings, rumors, news, and more. We are your top secret foodie hosts, O-N-G, and we're keeping our identities hidden for now or until this podcast is so huge that we can't hide it anymore. Hey, and welcome back to Cincinnati Foodies Podcast. This is episode 11, and we have so much to get into this week. What are we drinking this week? We are not. (laughs) We need a bit of a dry week, but we will have a special toast later in foodie news after our interview with Food Network frequenter and local chef, Kayla Robison. Yay, I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. How was your week, G? Okay, so it's been nonstop with the kids getting out of school. I thought things would slow down a little bit, but no, I was wrong. (laughs) Now that we don't have evening and weekend sports commitments, I've been organizing my whole house and cooking up a storm. I love to grill out, especially with like warm summer weather. So I've been trying different chicken sausages from Trader Joe's. I love to like split them in the middle and get a good char on them. And serve them with grilled veggies and like a cold tomato salad. Mm. It's my favorite summer healthy meal. Yeah, that sounds great. I could literally, excuse me, I could literally eat that every day. I made some really good Indian food this week too, which you literally keep curry powder on your counter. I do. So I know you're all about that. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I just forgot how much I love to cook. I've just been enjoying being in the kitchen. Yeah. Um. I really love to go out too, though, obviously, mm-hmm. and I had so much fun when we went to the top of the park summer soiree this week. That was so much fun, right? It was so much fun. Yeah. I was surprised that I've never been there. Have yeah, you ever been there? No, I no. haven't. Yeah. And the views were absolutely outstanding. I mean, it's like a full 360 degree view of the city, so it's definitely like a vibe. Mm-hmm. And we were there for the summer soiree to kickstart their opening for the summer. The drinks, food, and especially the staff were so on point. I really enjoyed all the employees. Mm -hmm. Like, there was that guy that, like, found me upstairs to bring me an iced tea. I know. Because he didn't have iced tea behind the bar. that was beyond. And so I just love how they go out of the way um, for people there. I thought that was great. And... So the food menu is like light bites, appetizers, sandwiches, and salads. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's a good place to go for a light dinner or like a before or after dinner, like date night situation. Mm -hmm. Um, They are raising funds for the Greater Cincinnati American Association of Zookeepers. That's a mouthful. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's really cool. You can buy a stuffed giraffe for $20 and that money goes to the association. And I thought it was cool that they're not just like regular stuffed giraffes. Mm-hmm. These are giraffes that are made out of recycled plastic from the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, that was my favorite part. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went to Pep and Dolores this week, which I love that place. Mm. Have you ever been there? I haven't. Oh, my gosh. I know. I have to get there. So that's another Thunderdome restaurant. Yeah. It's, it's done by Thunderdome Group. That's, oh, okay. That's the only location. And I freaking love this place. (laughs) This time we sat in the basement, which I've never done. And it was kind of cool, like a jazzy speakeasy kind of vibe. Uh And then one thing that's interesting about this place is that they don't serve dessert. 
Oh. Yeah. Really? Really. That's funny. I know the Eagle doesn't either because oh. they're just kind of like, eh, everybody goes to Graders anyway. That's so funny. Yeah. It must be like part of like their Thunderdome restaurant group Maybe. thing. No. But they don't have dessert. Hmm. So they do serve like little cookies before you leave. Sure. But they don't serve like any actual dessert mm-hmm. things. Interesting. And uh, so we always get espresso martinis. I mean, that is dessert. <laughs> That's the best kind of dessert. I love that. I had a date night at Boca, and I could go on and on about how much I love Boca. Oh, so good. But I won't. (laughs) I did get their new martini service, which I would definitely recommend if you want to feel fancy. (laughs) They bring out a top-shelf gin or vodka martini on, like, this special little silver tray. And then they give you a carafe with your extra martini that's, like, sitting in ice. Oh, nice. And they serve a little bowl of, like, accoutrements. Mm-hmm. And so there's things like cocktail onions, gherkins, and different kinds of stuffed olives. But the best part is the Boca Brine liquid-filled caviar pearls that literally pop in your mouth when you eat them. Wow. Or they will dissolve in your cocktail. Mm. I won't get too much into the food because we already know it's amazing. Yes. <laughs> but we have the candy bar dessert, and that's one of my favorite desserts in the whole wide world. Mm. It's just so well balanced with textures and flavors, like definitely top notch. I don't think I've had it. I definitely had dessert there, but I don't think I've had the candy bar. It is like a high-end candy bar on a plate mm-hmm. with some hazelnut ice cream, and it has like different textures and things. Yum. Oh my gosh, so that good. That sounds good. How was your week, O? I've hit about a million places in the last two weeks. <laughs> but my uh, partner is traveling this week, so I'm kind of just like hanging home with the kids. And to be honest, um, we're really looking forward to like some grilled chicken and veg for dinner. Um, I made corn and poblano enchiladas the other day, and they were fire. Those look so good. Oh, my God. And then like I made like a Korean beef stir fry last night. So I'm like really trying to like get into like nice and light. It had fresh bell peppers and like snap peas. It was good. Yeah, you're back in the kitchen too. I know. It It feels so good. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I really loved going to Emory for happy hour a couple of weeks ago. We were just like sitting outside on the patio. It was like a really hot day when we went. It was. So I had their refreshing elderflower cocktail, which is a favorite of mine, though I usually do the Clybourne's Old Fashioned. But um, Do they serve that at Emory? They do. do. And so I love that actually about them that they do they have like a signature cocktail for each place. You actually had the Tahona Tahona. margarita, right? I was just going to say, they have cocktails named from all Mm -hmm. their different restaurants there. That's cool. Yeah, I like that they do that. But um, we had the whipped feta, which is a must. That's a must. Right? The crab cake and the short rib ravioli were also phenomenal. And pro tip, we sometimes order the ravioli for an entree, even though it's on the starter menu. Right? Yeah. I sure do. So good. Um... And I have to recommend their trout dinner. Sometimes it's rainbow trout and sometimes it's ruby red trout, Mm -hmm. but they do a really good trout dinner there. Yeah. I mean, their seafood is phenomenal. I know Um, they changed the preparations of it with the season, so I'm not sure how it's currently prepped. For sure. But whoever they're getting their trout from, it's always like 
top notch because yes. I normally don't eat fresh fish. Uh, I yeah. eat like the saltwater fish. Sure, that makes sense. <laughs> um, and have you had their lobster roll with bacon? Not as healthy of a choice. No, oh, sure have so it. Good. And every lobster roll should have bacon. Come on, let's be real. But um, they have really great drink specials during happy hour. It's Monday through Friday from four to six, and they have select wines by the glass for six dollars. And there's a pretty good list. Like there's like almost ten wines on that list. Nice. Um, premium well drinks for five bucks. All the signature cocktails are down to $10, and they have a dollar off all draft beers during that happy hour. So, yeah. 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 And then we also went to a healthy cooking class hosted by St. Elizabeth in their doTERRA Center for Integrative Oncology. They are partnering with Cancer Support Community of Greater Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky, and the Incubator Kitchen Collective to provide these classes free of charge to their patients and families who have struggled with or are struggling with cancer, a cancer diagnosis. This month's presenter was Mimi's Macros, who taught us how to make two delicious salads, a Greek and a watermelon and feta salad in ways that are super accessible to people who don't have a lot of experience in the kitchen. She has like a home delivery service. Like she does meal prep. Yeah. Which sounds really cool. It was, sounded super cool. Yeah. I might yeah. have to check those out for those busy nights, but um, she gave tips on knife skills and ways to find prep and store the best ingredients. And everyone got to watch her make the salads and then taste them and ask questions. So honestly, it made me feel pretty good about myself because both of those salads are on my regular summer rotation. But um, it was really special to be part of this class because, you know, healing through food, integrative medicine, and cancer prevention and healing are all really close to my heart having experienced it with people close to me so it was really cool to connect with the other people who were there mm -hmm. um, for the class and listening to how they benefit from all of the programming that St. Elizabeth offers yeah I mean I feel like depending on your life situation having a cancer diagnosis could be very lonely mm -hmm. to so to have these programs where you can connect with other people that really understand what you're going through is pretty special so that's really cool that they do that yeah and it's free i know that's so cool yeah that was really cool i like that i also went to a really fun brewery tour with local nonprofit brewing heritage tours which we'll put out a video with like lots of details and cool stuff that's shortly right, i forgot you did that yes i busy week uh, but it was really cool and I love that they're a nonprofit whose mission is to support the historic brewery district in OTR I learned some really interesting facts and got to tour some really cool underground tunnels and have a beer on the rooftop at Rheingeist after touring their brewing facility as well but yeah so that sounds cool. really cool it was really fun well let's get after it let's get into openings yeah so I went to the kitchen preview of Aces Pickleball and Kitchen, who are officially open now. I'm not going to lie. I had no idea what to expect <laughs> being a restaurant attached to a pickleball place. Now, this is over in the Factory 52 development over in Norwood. But, like, I literally was like, I mean, are they going to have salads and maybe, like, light sandwiches? See, I would feel like, are they going to have pickles? Well, I mean, <laughs> stay tuned. So this place is definitely a foodie spot. Let's just start there. First of all, the vibe is on point. I had a delicious elderflower cocktail. Notice the theme. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, because you have one at Emory's now. I did. Yeah. So this was like a vodka and elderflower cocktail. It was called Ladies Who Lunch. Love that for me. Love that. And then my partner had the Country House, which was bourbon, blackberry, lemon, and mint. Wow. I was super, like, skeptical 
careful about it when it came out because it was a really, really bright, like, pink color and I was afraid it was going to be sweet, but it was lovely. We ordered a second one, but we saw some people, a lot of people ordered the salmon dish and it looked amazing. So was when just I like a go salmon back, so, yeah, because okay. they had starters and then they had like burgers and salads and protein bowls. And then they had a whole like full main list. section, which we didn't even get to. We were full already. Okay, so yeah, it. but the salmon looked amazing. So I have to go back and get that. They don't have dessert yet. <laughs> they literally had like a cookie jar. It was hilarious. But they are looking for a wholesale partner or a possible future full-time pastry chef. So stay tuned there. And if anybody listening knows a good fit, definitely reach out to them or us. But they're having their grand opening celebration this weekend. It's June 10th from 4 to 10 they're gonna have like a dj and live music drink specials giveaways kid-friendly activities members will be able to play pickleball for free and non-members can do like pick up pickleball for like five bucks and then earlier in the day they're gonna have 12 and one o'clock kid pickleball lessons Mm. and then um from two to four they're gonna do adult sessions so make sure you check them out that'll be cool yeah yeah this place sounds so fun I know literally nothing about pickleball (laughs) and I'm not sure it's really my vibe, but they do have professional pickleball players on staff Mm -hmm. and my home in Cincy is running a giveaway on her Instagram page where you can win a group lesson and a $50 gift card to the kitchen. So that's cool. We have another restaurant that's going to be opening in the Gatherall that is in Norwood restaurant owner and chef Cam Sue is opening Fat Bomb Me. I love that name. I know, it's awesome. A new sub shop that's sandwiched between traditional Vietnamese cuisine and a new age flair. Sue is behind local restaurants Dope Asian Street Fair, Decibel Korean Fried Chicken, both with multiple locations across Cincinnati. Oh, awesome. That'd yeah. be a good addition to the Gather All, which yeah. is also at Factory 52. It's going to be opening soon, too, I think. Yeah. I think so too. I think we'll cover that on the next episode. Yeah. And then opening as part of the Finley launch program at Finley Market, Cuban sandwiches have been around for a while in greater Cincinnati, but Helen Ortega is hoping that the ones she's now offering at Finley Market will be the best. I've got news for you. They are. So Ortega recently opened Chacabanas. I love that name. It's good, right? Yeah. Which will focus on the Cuban cuisine she learned from her Cuban-born stepmother and dishes she grew up eating in her native Dominican Republic. The menu is all Cuban dishes with some Dominican flair Mm -hmm. that I especially noticed with like the filling of the beef empanadas. They may have Dominican dishes like as specials coming up. But um, I made a beeline for this place this weekend after they had their grand opening. You sure did. I sure (laughs) did. We had the Cuban sandwich, a few different empanadas, yuca fries, and like some classic sodas. They have a raspberry country club soda and uh, Mexican Coke, which is like the only Coke I drink. And we also tried their delicious tres leches and flan Also the best ones in the city. If you're talking like traditional, so good. Gee, I have to admit something. I asked my Hispanic husband and neither of us have any idea what that name means. Okay. Well, I looked it up. Oh, yes. (laughs) And the name pays homage to the Chacabana's shirts worn by men in both countries to store cigars. Oh, 
Cool. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. But I talked to Helen Ortega, the owner, and her husband, Alex, and they were really awesome, and they were just, like, churning out some good stuff, so everybody needs to get out there. I know you were so excited to go to that, so I'm glad you made it over there. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so Chicken Scratch, a fried chicken joint based in Indianapolis, is opening a new location in Cincinnati. Mm. The restaurant will be housed in the former location of Chili Time. Which Chili Time is one of the oldest uh, chili parlors in the city, and they closed last year in St. Bernard after 59 years of business. Oh, that's a bummer. I yeah. love St. Bernard. Yeah. So Chicken Scratch is set to open in July, and the menu will feature popular items from the Indianapolis location, including Honey Hot Chicken Mac and Cheese Fries. Um, that sounds delicious. I never say no to cheese fries. Never. Bourbon's Craft Kitchen and Bar, a Middletown restaurant and bar, has signed a lease to take over the former Wahlburgers location in Cincinnati. Wahlburgers was a restaurant chain owned by actor Mark Wahlberg and his brothers. We announced their closure in a previous episode. It was open for nearly five years. Bourbon's new restaurant set to debut at the end of 2023, pending construction and permit approval, of course. They have plans to offer a menu similar to their Middletown location. So if you want a preview, you can head up there. And the venue will include a bar, dining area, patio, and cigars for outdoor smoking. That's cool. I think this place is going to be neat. I was looking at their website. Yeah. And I definitely think it's going to be like a foodie joint. So we'll have to check it out. Can't we check it out? So we saw in a Facebook group that there is a new wine bar coming to Mm O'Brienville. Now I can't find any information on it. (laughs) (laughs) But the post said that it will be called Ripple Wine Bar. So it may be a second location in addition to the one that's already in Covington. Okay, yeah. But obviously I can't confirm anything at this point because I don't really know what's going on. Sure. And then there is a Dirty Dough Cookies opening soon in the Cherry Grove area of Anderson. And it should be open by the end of June. Oh, interesting. And I think we're going to check out this place. So we'll have to give you the full scoop. Yeah, let me know. Swenson's, a popular drive-in fast food restaurant from Northeast Ohio, is set to open a second location in Oakley on Madison Road. This follows the opening of their first Cincinnati location in 2021. The restaurant, famous for its double cheeseburger, The Galley Boy, and Ooh. milkshakes, held a food truck cookout to celebrate the start of construction at their new site. Um, That's fun. While there's no exact opening date yet, a post on their Instagram page suggests a 2023 opening. This news corroborates a previous report we discussed in an earlier podcast episode. The restaurant chain I Heart Mac and Cheese is opening a new location location in North College Hill. The restaurant is known for its customizable mac and cheese bowls and grilled cheese sandwiches with a variety of base, sauce, cheese, protein, and topping options. Mm. They also offer pre-designed bowl and sandwich options on the menu, as well as sides like cheesy broccoli, chips, and tater tots. This is in that like new development that they're trying to like get the phrase Hanobi to catch on like Tribeca or Soho in New York, like the triangle below canal. Yeah. I'm not sure it's catching on. (laughs) It's Hamilton Avenue at North Bend. Well, I was going to say Hanobi, but I was like, (laughs) I don't know what that that is. (laughs) For sure. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, maybe people that live around there call it that. I don't know. So this one's an opening and a closing. Foster's in Green Hills near Winton Woods is now under new management and going by the name Bardello's. They are open Tuesday to Sunday from 10 to 3 and serve brunch and lunch. Breakfast and lunch? 
Yes, breakfast and lunch. I was reading a lot of the Google reviews, and they are all from a few years ago when it was under Foster's management. Sure. And there's no Yelp reviews for Bardello's, so we will have to check it out next time we are out that way. Yeah. In closings this week, the Liberty location of Qlicious is permanently closed due to unexpected lease termination by the property owner, Liberty, who has signed the space over to a different tenant in the middle of lease renewal negotiations. The business is struggling and feeling unsupported by corporate entities and has been working on renewing their lease since January. The sudden closure comes as a shock and the owners express deep gratitude for the support they've received over the past two years. That stinks. Now they still have their location in OTR, right? Yes. Qlicious has a, I think a new location in OTR that we talked about a few episodes ago. And then I go to their Queens bakery slash Qlicious location on Field Zertle up in Mason or Deerfield, I guess, technically. And we love it. We don't really bubble tea, but they have like, it's like a Chinese bakery. Oh, cool. So yeah, they have really good stuff. And then my youngest always wants his birthday cake from there. Everything is like super fresh and light. They're ice. We're not big icing people. And their icing is like really light and like almost whipped creamy. Okay. Yeah. It's really good. I have, I'll have to try it. I've never been there. So I teased earlier in the episode, but it is time to welcome two-time Food Network champ and top 10 Cincinnati chef. You may know her as the commander in beef, Kayla Robinson. Kayla, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to talk to us today. Yes, thank you for having me. I am super excited to be here to chat with you about all the fun things that are going on. Awesome. Now, Kayla, you're not from Cincinnati, right? Nope. Nope. Originally from a smallish town of North Dakota. Oh, awesome. And then what brought you to Cincinnati? So when I was young and trying to figure out what it is I wanted to do and be when I grew up, Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to go to college and I had a daughter at the time. I was very young when I had her and I fell in love with cooking pretty early on, um, just having been working in the industry since I was 14. Oh, wow. So when it came time to kind of like, just look at what I was passionate about, it was cooking. It was actually pastries. I wanted to be a cake decorator. Ooh, I love that. I'm a baker, but I'm terrible at decorating. (laughs) So I I love a good bunt cake. (laughs) I have a, I have terrible uh handwriting skills but my piping skills are so good I don't understand how that works out (laughs) (laughs) I love that apparently it doesn't translate that's awesome yeah Uh, So by now, I'm sure our foodies know that you've left Arnold's Bar and Grill after five years as their executive chef. But before that, you actually opened Nation. Is that right? I did. Yes. In 2015. That's kind of where Commander and Beef was born. Just Mm -hmm. out of the love of burgers. It was my first executive chef job. And to separate ourselves from everybody else, like all Mm -hmm. the other burger joints that had opened up around the same time, I just dove in deep of like everything about what makes the perfect burger. Like I went to the farm, I went to our butchers and figured out how to break it down. I wanted to know every single bit of a cow and then just went into deep diving into buns and sauces and all the cheeses and the melting points. And I just became obsessed. And oh, so that's awesome. 
Yeah, so Commander and Beef was born in 2015, I say. <laughs> That's so cool. So now you've left Arnold and you've got all kinds of new stuff going on. And the big news this week is a new collaboration with Cincinnati Magazine. Tell me about that. Yes. So Cincinnati Magazine and I have partnered up to do, uh, we're starting with this series, Mastering the Perfect Burger. Mm -hmm. Uh, But stay tuned. We've got a lot of other fun things in the works for next month and the following months. I'm so excited. They have been a huge supporter of mine since day one. I mean, I, my first article was with them and I just knew when I was Um, wanting to do these type of collaborative series that they were the partners that I wanted to be with. Yes, that is awesome. You're definitely keeping crazy busy. I see you out and about all the time on your Instagram. What is it like not going to the same cafe? A little bittersweet. I mean, the thrill of the kitchen life is truly like where my heart is at. And it's, yes, I love to cook and I love to create, but really what keeps me going as a chef and as a person is truly my team and Mm -hmm. that team aspect. And even like to push that even further, I know a lot of people say that, but truly that team became family. Um, And actually some of my family works for me. So like that (laughs) (laughs) kind of worked out too. Um, But Arnold's is such a special, special place. And I'm still going to be around to help out whenever they need it. I'm sure Burger Week is going to be crazy for them. So I may be popping in to help them sling some burgers. (laughs) Um, But it's bittersweet. I mean, it's, it feels good on the back that I'm not running kitchens every day, but um, I do miss my team. They're so great. So with this collaboration that we're doing with Cincinnati Magazine, there is though somewhere that people can still get some food from you, right? Yes. So on Fridays, uh, starting at 11 to 2, we are doing a pop-up, my Commander and Beef Smashburger pop-up at Avril Blaze. Mm, That is so awesome. Now, I was at Avril today. I got myself some meat. I was in a hurry, so I didn't like go crazy and have them grind anything fresh for me. But I did get the 70-30, and I got some of their short rib brisket blend. So I'm going to take a stab at this today. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be great. Well, you have my number, so you call me if you need anything. I'm here to help you. Yes, if I'm struggling. I have a little, like, griddle situation that I'm going to try to use. So so we'll see how it goes. Um, It'll be great. Here's my question. When you're not eating a burger, do you have a favorite style of food or a favorite dish? Yes. So I, um, I eat a lot of Asian food. That's my favorite cuisine for mm, sure. Is Asian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, my family's Filipino. And so I kind okay. of grew up with a lot of Asian food, a lot of soy sauce in my diet. Yep. Um, and so <laughs> I, I am usually finding myself eating, you know, Asian takeout, um, Indian food is definitely up there. Dumplings. Nice. Yes, that's awesome. I have a teenager who is a budding little cook and he loves, he makes his own ramen from scratch. Like we're not talking like 20 cent packets from Kroger, (laughs) but uh, yeah. And I have some laksa on the menu for this week that we're going to get into. I'm pretty excited about So cool. We're so excited that you are still, you know, going strong in Cincinnati, even if you're not in a restaurant every day. Do you guys have any idea how long that pop-up is going to be going at Avril Bleu? 
Uh, for now, it'll be for the summer, but their mm -hmm. grill, their outside grill is open till, I mean, November timeframe. So I have some other ideas that um, Len, the owner, has yet to hear. So I'm <laughs> sure that he and I will have some fun future collaborations outside of even just burgers. I've awesome. definitely got something up my sleeve that I may have to approach the wife first to get the approval and then <laughs> get his approval. I love it. Well, they definitely need to start stocking, you know, the commander in beef burger meat cuts for, so people can just run in and grab the Kayla, the Kayla version for sure. That's Which step one. You can now you just, oh, ask good. Them and they, yep. You just ask them and I they'll have it for it. you. Now, are they, what are they, are, is there a specific thing people should ask for? You can just ask for either the Commander Beef Blend mm -hmm. or Chef Kayla Blend. They know what it is. Love it. That's so exciting. Awesome. Well, very cool. So is there anything else that I didn't touch on that you'd like to talk about? No, as of right now, I'm kind of keeping some other things a little secret until we kind of get the burger hype going and then we'll get to the next fun yep. adventure right after that. So stay tuned. There will be lots of industry tips tricks behind the scenes recipes you name it cincinnati magazine and i are here to bring you guys all of the like i said behind the scenes and the goodies that go into this world that this crazy world that we're in <laughs> yes it is well that is awesome thank you so much kayla for talking to me today i'll let you get back to your busy busy day well, thank you for having me. It means a lot that you considered me for this. So thank oh you. Oh my gosh. Of course. You're so welcome. Gee, how great was it to have Kayla Robinson on? So cool. And we have some really great chef interviews and updates from our favorite roving commercial realtor, Josh, planned coming up. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast so you can see our new episodes come up every two weeks and definitely share with your friends. Yes, that was so exciting. So we have a ton of foodie news this week, you guys. First is an update on Monkey Bar. They have reopened after they had to close from that fire last month. The building is no stranger to fires. It was built in 1841, which I actually did not know, and had two fires in the 70s when it was called the Train Stop Inn. I used to go to this place when we would go to bike rides on the on the trail, and it was like it was like a biker bar. Like they there was a monkey. Oh wow! It smoked cigarettes. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, and Highmark on the east side has been building out a deck, which is super exciting. Phase one is open and phase two, they're saying will include some shady spots to keep it cool. But make sure you get out there for Whiskey Wednesdays where they have discounts on high end whiskey pours and then really just go any day. Like I need to try their wings. I haven't been there. Someone this week at the top of the park was actually talking about it oh. and they look insanely good. And honestly, like Falun Tang, wings are some of my favorite in the city so I bet these are killer it's um, part of the long tongue group with falling tongue where and is Highmark? it is on Riverside like it's over in the east end oh got it yeah okay yeah so definitely have to check that out Cincinnati Inquirer put out an article about who has the best leftover pizza okay. like which one reheats the best mm. and they gave second place to trophy pizza's white pizza okay and they gave number one to Adriatico's okay which is like kind of a classic yeah but I disagree okay 
I disagree. <laughs> sure. Clearly, they have never reheated Trophy's grandma pie. Ooh. I put that thing in my toaster oven for like two minutes, and I feel like it's better than it was when I got it fresh. Yeah. Like, I total win for me. Yeah. Like, even when I buy a pizza and I take it home, I still put it in my toaster oven for, like, a minute. Yeah. Just, it crisps back up so good. Yeah. Because the transit time, like, the steam does something to it, for sure. Like, Versus whoever, when you're doing it fresh in the restaurant. But, like, whoever wrote this article, like, they, they tried the white pizza. They didn't get the grandma pie. Yeah. So, like, they the screwed The crust up. on that grandma pie. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. And I only, like, I exclusively reheat pizza in my oven. Like, I do not care that it takes longer. I'm not microwaving pizza. But the funny thing is, is that my partner uh-huh. is, like, Adriatico's all the way. Oh. We have my it's baby, a house divided. We had my baby shower at Adriatico's. That's hilarious. I've never been there. Yeah. Funny. Love it. So Taco John's, which we reported a few episodes ago, I that feel it like. Opened. That we're getting a new one in Mason. Yeah. The I think it opened. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, whatever. Haven't checked it out. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's fast food chain. And apparently they own the federally registered trademark for Taco Tuesday and has been actively enforcing it against other restaurants for over two decades. <laughs> Doesn't everyone use the phrase Taco Tuesday? Yes. So how I found out about this, don't judge me. I was watching TV and saw a Taco Bell commercial with LeBron in it where he's like sitting there getting beeped every time he says taco tuesday and he's like why am i getting beeped they have a change.org petition out to get this like taken care of so apparently this is this is hilarious so that's epic yeah so the phrase is widely used obviously we all use it i think there's a place over on hamilton avenue in north side that has taco tuesday i hope i didn't just get like get them in trouble now from taco jobs but like Many are unaware that of the trademark status, which is what they're using as grounds to challenge it. Because if people don't even know that it's associated with this company, then how can it be valid? Um, but so there's like a constant legal battle for the company, but they think it's worth it. Complicating matters, two other restaurants claim to have coined the term before Taco John's. One's in California who had a state trademark in California, which I think has lapsed. And then the other one's actually in New Jersey, which has its own federal trademark on Taco Taco Tuesday. So when Taco John's got their trademark, they got it everywhere except New Jersey. So <laughs> despite the challenges, Taco John's continues to defend its trademark, citing its cultural and company significance. But yeah, I, I don't think there's anybody. So I almost wonder why, like Taco Bell bringing awareness to the fact that Taco John's has the trademark. Does that then now like make everybody understand that they have it and does that hurt them but at the end of the commercial lebron's like i don't care taco tuesday like they're just risking getting sued they don't we'll have to put a link to the um the article no we'll have to put a link to the commercial oh yeah i bet it's on youtube or something um but that's so funny because i feel like if you do like hashtag taco tuesday on instagram there's probably millions and millions of photos and it's like nearly a household term it really is like it's, i mean it's never it's not even like regular like the united states should just rename it taco tuesday I mean, like monday yes. taco tuesday wednesday thursday friday absolutely like that's I what they completely should agree nobody should own taco tuesday yeah. So Mellow Mushroom just dropped their Cincinnati style pizza. Now we've talked about other places doing Cincinnati's chili pizzas, but like, what do you think of this one? 
Okay, so we have talked about a lot of Cincinnati chili-style pizzas, mm-hmm. and this one includes a Skyline chili base, okay. mozzarella cheese, slices of all-beef hot dogs, onion, and drizzles of hot sauce and mustard. Okay. And then after the bake, they put the finely shredded cheese and oyster crackers, mm-hmm. and here are my thoughts. Yeah. They're losing me on the hot dogs. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah, and the mozzarella cheese. I like, also agree with that. I appreciate that... I. I like the hot sauce and the mustard. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely need hot sauce and mustard. I could put the hot sauce on myself, though. I don't know if I want someone to serve it to me with that. Yeah. Because then the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And But I appreciate that they're doing the cheddar cheese after the bake. Yes. We said we love that with With Fireside's pizza. With it not being melted on top. And greasy. Yeah. 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 But I need it to be real Skyline cheese. Oh, not, sure. Not, not just, just shredded cheddar. cheddar. Yeah, so I don't know if they're like borrowing stuff from Skyline or if they're just shredding their own cheese. Yeah. But that would be a miss for me. Like I, like when Fireside Pizza did it, they. They li- did it with Camp Washington chili. They, he's, yeah. Well, he was, we were talking to Sam. Sam. Mm-hmm. He said, I walked over to Camp Washington. I got the mustard that they use. I got their cheese. I got everything right from them. And so that really really brings the whole taste profile together because us Cincinnatians are so picky about our chili that even just like the one little like difference changes the taste for me for example the blue ash skyline mm-hmm. puts onions on the three-way when you get them to go they put it on the three-way and then they put the lid on top and mm-hmm. hand it to you and the one in kenwood puts the onions on the side and i grew up with the one in kenwood and i have to have my onions on the side no you need them on the side so they stay crunchy you don't want to yeah and and then well like the whole thing just tastes like onions. Well, so this will only be available at the Westchester and Wilder, Kentucky locations. Do you know what I want to make? I want to make Skyline lasagna. Oh. Everyone I've talked to said it turns out great, but I haven't tried to make it yet. But it's like regular lasagna, but you use like Skyline chili for the sauce. And then you use like cheddar cheese instead of regular cheese. I feel like I could be down for this. And I think people still use ricotta. You still use like the ricotta mixture. Oh, and then okay. you and then yeah. I'm thinking like I'm putting onions. Well then on it gives you like skyline dip vibes with the oh, cream. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have to try it. Okay. Let me know. Save me a slice. Okay, so there's an <laughs> Epic sounding event that I already got tickets for. Ooh, what is Gorilla it? Gorilla Cinema is launching a spiritual machine. It's a unique pop up bar experiment that fuses artificial intelligence, AI, mm-hmm. with hospitality. Okay. This initiative aims to disrupt traditional concepts of the food and beverage sector and explore the potential of AI in this context. Hmm. It questions the key to excellence in the industry. Is it the human touch that shapes culinary creations or the pursuit of an idealized customer experience? Hmm. The experiment involves an AI directing a human bartender to offer a complete guest experience during a one-hour ticketed cocktail tasting for six guests. The AI oversees everything from the ambiance, mm-hmm. marketing, cocktail recipes, to customer interaction, testing the limits of AI's potential in delivering a flawless guest experience. Spiritual Machine seeks to encourage the dialogue about the future of the hospitality industry and the role of AI within it. 
This is very interesting. Doesn't that sound so epic? I literally already bought tickets. That's like right. as soon as it's um by Gorilla Cinema, so uh-huh. Jacob Trevino. Yeah. And as soon as I saw him post on on Facebook, I was like, I'm buying tickets. <laughs> Because it's very limited. Yeah. Oh, they're I'm only sure. doing it a few. It's like Sunday, Monday, and they're only doing it a few select times in um, July. Okay. Well, yeah. let me know. There is a new immersive exhibit featuring Claude Monet downtown on 4th Street. It has a big 360 degree room where projections of his paintings that like they literally come to life. Yeah. Um, there are chairs and rugs so you can sit and observe. And then you walk into a room where you can see like color printouts of his paintings and you end um if you have a vip ticket in the vr room the um you can either get a vip ticket or i think you can add it on like if you get to the vr room and you're like yeah i really want to do that yeah the vip ticket also gets you a free vip lanyard and poster what did you think of the vr i say it's cool yeah i liked going and taking pictures Mm -hmm. and it is kid friendly in some senses. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would bring my kids there personally. Yeah. Because they're, I mean, there is a place for them to color. That's true. But it didn't seem like an appropriate place to have kids running around in the immersive room mm-hmm. because everyone's like kind of sitting there chilling. Yeah. I don't think the VR headsets would fit on the little kids and it might be too scary for them. Oh, sure. But I did like the VR. Like it's, it's fun to sit there and, and you know, you're really immersed in in his world. Yeah, I think se. that was my favorite part, honestly. I think it was really good. Mine was lagging a little bit though. Oh, uh, oops. <laughs> it happens. But it was it it was it was cool. But it, this is similar to the Van Gogh immersive experience if you went to that one. Yeah, they still have the Van Gogh in the stairwell. <laughs> so it's the same exact place. But yeah, it was really cool. It was it's a great place for influencers to go and take pictures. Oh, for sure. And pro tip, wear white. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You wore white, and it looked really awesome. I wore black. I'm not as happy with the results. Really? Yeah. I mean, I it looked the, really cute. I thought the like, black was cool. Yeah, the white was better. Light reflects on your fabric better, and yeah, it was definitely cool. Graders released the second of five bonus flavors this summer. Hmm. This one is Hot Honey Crunch. Okay. Hot Honey Crunch is made with crunchy honeycomb and sweet icing pieces combined with a little bit of heat. Hmm. Last month, they released Delicious, a caramel brownie batter ice cream loaded with peanut butter dough, cookie dough, and brownie pieces. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and once these limited edition flavors are gone, they're gone. Occasionally, they will do another release like they did with the caramel macchiato one in the past if it's super popular. But that isn't even planned from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's my turn to bring a surprise because I picked up some for us to enjoy. Yay! Okay, so they don't do this by the pint, yep. so I had to get us some scoops. <laughs> That'll work. But ice here cream we go. Ice cream. Cheers! Oh, cheers. <laughs> Not touching your <laughs> Oh, there's definitely oh. crunchies. I just got the heat, like, right in the back of my throat. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, there's definitely a spice to it. Yeah. But it doesn't look spicy. It looks like... No, because it's just like white, white ice cream. White ice cream yeah. with like little honeycomb crunchies in it. Oh, that's good. So one of my favorite candy bars is only available in specialty stores here in the States because it's not really available here. It's an Australian one called Violet Crumble, and it has it's like honeycomb in the middle. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See what I was saying? It's definitely really honey forward. Mm-hmm. Like it's a strong honey flavor. It is. And then you get that spice in the back of the throat. Yeah. 
I, I'm kind of into it. What do you think? I really like it. Yeah, they need to get, get those pints going, guys. So Hoity Toity Donuts that we talked about in a previous episode released an update. It didn't give a ton of info, um, but we had like stumbled across this place walking around in Walnut Hills and weren't sure what was going on with them, but they are like now moving forward. So I remember the last time we checked it, it had been like a year since they had posted on their social media or something. This is the time you were having a late night in Walnut Hills and I, stumbled upon this place. I may have actually stumbled. <laughs> yeah, it was after the, a night at the bar. But um, so the countdown is on was their post. So, it But says, they didn't give a countdown. They did not. But it's moving forward, which is good because we honestly didn't know. We just wanted to know anything. Yes, exactly. Come on, hoity-toity. Let's get some donuts going. <laughs> We're not even drinking this week. <laughs> Who is that? The sugar rush. Uh-huh. Okay, so Lost and Found and Over the Rhine is partnering with Warmth Culture to host a Juneteenth event. It's called Free People's Party, a Black House experience. It's on June 19th. The celebration highlighting local DJs and Black culture aims to provide a safe, inclusive environment with a focus on house music. Limited tickets are available for purchase online, and there will be a link in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah, it's just, I love when people use Eventbrite, because the link is easy. good, but if, you, if you're if you not doing the show note situation, you can just lurk for a free people's party on Eventbrite. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. The James Beard Awards took place June 5th in Chicago, and as we talked about on a previous F- episode, several Cincinnati chefs and restaurants reached the semifinals and were able to attend the awards this year, including Mitas, Nolita, and the pastry chef at Mochico. Unfortunately, we did not have any winners in the Cincinnati area this year, but it looks like everybody had a great time from what I saw on their socials and on Keith Gandolfi's. He's a whole vibe. So this guy is the food writer at the Empire. He's a former New Yorker and a James Beard recipient himself. Mm. Um, but he, one of his posts, he was sitting there and he said, I'm just sitting here by myself at the Waldorf because I don't know anybody. So I'll just keep posting so I look important. <laughs> that is right I up my alley. I, love I need it. to follow him. I know. He's funny. Yelp Elite members have an event to look forward to. It's the Summer of Sweets mm. and you can join in on the fun with a visit to Mom Petite Shoe mm-hmm. in downtown Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Elites on the guest list can stop by this French bakery downtown anytime during the business hours from June 22nd to June 24th. They'll get a complimentary cream puff of their choice. <laughs> Mon Petit Choux is like what French say for like my little darling. You say that so much better for it, me. Like four years of French. <laughs> um, it's the, the proper phrase is like my little cabbage, but they spelled shoe like the pastry. Yeah. The like that you would use for a cream puff. Yeah. So it's like a little That's play cute. on that. It's cute. And the, uh, the pastries here are amazing. I've worked at French restaurants for a very long time. And these are the only ones in the city that are like legit French pastry. Okay. She's good. Okay. Yeah. So definitely check it out. Um, now, gee, you're Yelp elite, right? I'm not. So I better get on it. But yeah, I am. Okay. But I've never been to any of the events. Okay. I always just like forget about them. Yeah. Um, um, but they have some good stuff. I know. I've seen a couple of influencers post some stuff from there. Yeah. And they look like they have a really good time. They yeah. did something with Sin Soy recently. And yeah, very cool. Speaking of Court Street, we heard from our friend Josh at Space for Lease on IG that uh, Mom Shoe was about to have a new neighbor. Ooh. 
because Derek Braziel has signed a lease to open a brick and mortar location at 52 East Core Street for the popular food truck Pata Roja Tacos. Um, they used to be set up behind Bar Saiso over on Sycamore, but you they soon they'll have a permanent location, which is awesome. I haven't tried them yet, but I hear really good things. Yeah, I yeah. need to check them out too. I've heard of them and mm-hmm. I have heard good things. Yeah, same. Um, so one last thing, G. Did you see the reel that Natty SC posted about their favorite foodie spots in Cincinnati? Yes. <laughs> it was so good, right? I love that Chad Ochocinco Johnson said Jeff Ruby's. Yeah. And the one guy, I have no idea who he was, but he said Skyline. Of course. So I love him. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was really good. Um, it was a good one. And I love that he was playing on the soccer team at all. Like, how cool. Yeah. The team was made up of all, like, OG FC Cincinnati players. Got it. And Chad Ochocinco. Um, He's a big soccer fan. He loves Real Madrid, just like me. Aww. So love that. My favorite response is, were Corbin Bone, who answered Iris Reed, which I have not been to. I need to get there. And Jimmy McLaughlin, who said Sammy's Burgers in Blue Ash. I actually heard they were owned by a former soccer player, and I had no idea. My friend asked me if I had been to the soccer burger bar near my house, and I was like, what are you talking about? And then she said Sammy's, and I was like, well, of course I've been to Sammy's, but I had no idea. So I guess the owner was a professional soccer player in Mexico. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So does it have like soccer vibes? Like do they are they playing soccer inside? I, I mean, I didn't really notice, which I is wonder. weird. You'd think I would. His career was cut short by an injury and then his like second dream in his life was to come to the United States and become a citizen and be a successful American. So he did. He came here, worked his butt off like 7 days a week at a Mexican restaurant in the kitchen and then um opened El Pueblo over by Crossgate Lanes oh, in Blue Ash yeah. with his brother and then he was like well what could be more american than burgers so he opened up sammy's so cool so cool right so the next few weeks we are traveling back to back and don't really have a lot on the calendar but we'll definitely keep you up to date and we will be on schedule with episode 12 and we'll have all of your foodie openings closings and foodie news yeah can't wait to talk to you guys for the next episode yeah awesome bye Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cincinnati Foodies. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and follow us on Instagram. If you have any news, restaurants to check out, or you would like to be featured, you can email us at CincinnatiFoodies513 at gmail.com or slide into those DMs at Cincinnati Foodies on Instagram.